Good morning, ladies. Uh, welcome again to our Bloom. And uh, this is um, yeah our third Bloom, I think, or fourth Bloom uh, that we've done. Uh, we, did we do one in, in Bristol? I can't remember going to Bristol doing one. Did I come to Bristol do one never ever once? Not at a long, long time ago, maybe. A very long time ago, hardly ever. Oh dear, I must get to Bristol. Then London girls will come over, yeah, right? <laughs> and the London girls will come over. Okay, thank you to the Bristol girls. We always say the Bristol boys because Bristol is made out of a lot of boys uh, ever since we started. Uh, but uh, we thank God for one brave woman long time ago named Cherry who broke the curse. And then, then we started having girls in Bristol Church. Uh, and, but now we have a whole load of Bristol girls here. Thank you so much for coming up. Give them a hand. I appreciate you girls. And to all the Londoners here, <laughs> welcome! Woo. Well done to the whole team. Thank you, Pastor Cat, for organizing this with the whole team. I know a lot of work has gone in, so relax, ladies. Just don't sleep on me. They've been working very hard uh, over the few days, baking, preparing, administration, worship practices, um, and lots of things have been going on to, uh, just to get to where we are today and that's because of your heart and really your love for our fellow sisters here. Okay, uh, thank you so much. So I'm here and uh, <laughs> I'm here, praise the Lord, amen. <laughs> uh, I made it last week was uh, the, with Edinburgh, ex-Edinburgh and we had um, a really, really cool time. Um, we had about 16 ladies, a lot of them were new, uh, first time joining us, so it was a real pleasure just to meet all of new friends, as I am meeting with many of you here, some for the very first time, others for the second time for sure, uh, uh, because I've, I've not been coming as as often as we used to, so I know the first earlier two, three batches, but now I'm totally lost, uh, all new faces here, so it's a real honour to meet all of you. Pastor Kenneth sends his love to each and every one of you, uh, he's uh, in the US at the the moment uh, with Elder Kenyang and Elder Rose. Those of you know Rose, uh, they are uh, there for training, uh, being trained uh, for a particular area of ministry. So uh, I was supposed to be there. But because the London and the Edinburgh booked me first and I booked my ticket, that trip was very late. And so I won't get certified for what I'm doing, but I'm here with all the beautiful women in this room. And um, it is a privilege and honour just to spend the weekend, the week with uh, different ones here. Okay, uh, maybe some introductions so that we, um, we I mean, you know, what in the world is this bloom and all women so dangerous? You know, the men are asking me, hey, what's this? Uh? So uh, I at least give you a, a give you a, you know, um, a blast from the past of why it all came about. But before that, let's pray and uh, that the Lord will help me share with you today. Okay, thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for this morning and uh, that we have the opportunity to meet in this manner. We thank you for the place that has been provided for us. Thank you for every provision and the favour that we have at Friends House. Bless them. Father, for all of our ladies here that have come from far and near, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would just minister to them today. Um, this is your time with each and every one of us. I submit myself to you to allow me to share this word to encourage every one of my sisters here. And they're so precious that's, that, God, you have so much to work in. You have so much doing in their lives, so much that's going on. And uh, Lord, we pray that they will be able to capture 
uh, the heart of what uh, you have for us through your word today. Uh, thank you for our team, for Pastor Kat, for the whole team of ladies that put this together. We pray that you reward them greatly, Father. The joy of seeing all their food finish, the joy of seeing people bless all our two workshop, um, our two workshop team members who are going to share with us their gifts and talents that will empower us. <laughs> thank you, Lord. And heal Eliza. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Bless this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. Praise God. All right. You know, X Church, uh, if you're not familiar with X, you're only familiar with X here, but we have an X Church in KL. Um, when we started 20, um, 20 years ago, it's, we're going to celebrate our 20th anniversary. So ever since we started, about 19 to 18 years, about 19 years, we started this meetup. And all we had were campus students. Everybody was a campus student, and they all met in my house, all right? And so they stayed in my house. We, one of our first projects that we did was apple pie. So we taught everybody to make apple pie in my house, all right? And uh, we, ha we hosted nine ladies. Um, almost all, well, almost all nine are still with us. Some have gone off because they married and they had to move on with their husbands. But most of the girls are still with us. And um, one of the things that I felt very much to start something for, for women, and you are women, and you're younger women. And uh, in, you know, uh, being Malaysian or being Asian, uh, where we, we come from, I don't know how many of you from Malaysia or from Singapore, Indonesia, or China, or anywhere else. It's like, um, there's no, uh, especially Asian, we don't really have uh, good support sometimes. Sometimes, I'm not saying never, but sometimes to have a place where we empower our ladies, where we encourage one another, where we say, I believe in you, sister, and that you are able uh, and God has empowered you. I just wanted a platform to speak to every woman uh, at that time that God had given to us in XKL. And so, you know, 19 years on, we've, we've, we've been having bloom ever since. And, uh, and, um, and very kindly, all our plants have been trying to have one yearly uh, as much as they can, starting from Singapore to Botswana. Botswana, very excited. Every year they want to do. But I, I cannot go every year. It's just really hard to get there. So the girls run it. Our leaders there run it. And they're really... Uh, and they always get it, get to do it in summer because year end September, so they get to do it in summer, and they all come out in their summer dresses. So it's very very colourful. And then, um, then we had when we planted um, uh, London and Melbourne, um, they also follow suit. Sometimes yearly, sometimes not yearly, whenever. But you know, my the main heart for me is to encourage every woman here that you are God, um, God breathe, you know. And remember, ladies. Um, well, while, while, while God formed man, formed, He made you. He architectured you. The word made is architect. And you weren't made from a lump of clay, but you were taken out of the prime rib of man. So, you know, we're from the men. Uh, God's, God's will that He chose the very, very best part, the rib, you know, prime rib. And, <laughs> and he architectured this woman whom he brought and, uh, and, uh, and, and he brought to Adam. And so, ladies, you're very, very special. Sometimes we forget what God has made us to be and for what purpose. And also, um, we are also um, many times uh, attacked, trampled on by the negative thoughts that the devil throws at us to make us feel small or sometimes to tell us how worthless we are 
or how much harder we have to work to get to the top, you know, when God actually has a place and a purpose for every young woman here in this room. And as we grow older, we will continue to grow in our faith. And so that was the purpose why we started Bloom, just to cheer one another on. Because I feel, girls, really, we are our best encouragers. And I always say, while we love talking to the men and share our hearts to them, and on one, my best friends have been, before I got married, were boys. Uh, one of them, Denise's uncle. So... <laughs> And we were so good friends, you know, so many of my friends were boys because I grew up with cousin boys, very few girls, all the girls were older than me. So I grew up with boys uh, and so it's, I was so tomboy and um, I didn't think I'll ever get married, but yeah, so tomboy, you know, like climb the trees and, you know, do everything boys do, anything you can do, I can do better, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but then Jesus saved me, praise the Lord. And, uh, and so you become a girl um, and you... <laughs> And you embrace your womanhood, you know, and be the lady, the woman that God wants you to be and to, and to grow with Him. And so that, that, that's why I say we like sharing with the men. We like to share and sit down and chit-chat because they're great listeners. And I, but I think our fellow sisters really are also our good listeners. But the thing with the women is we are so honest. <laughs> but the men don't. They never tell us. <laughs> but they just listen. But women are so honest because we understand what you're going through. Maybe we can we can put some you know we can put some um, cream cheese over it so that it won't come so honest, but gently honest, uh, so that we can help one another one another walk and be better or go through our our journeys. Amen. So that is the purpose of why um, we started Bloom. Uh, at least for me, is to empower women, is to see you. Uh, be the best girl you can ever be and to really grow in your faith in our Lord Jesus Christ and shine because so many other women uh, need to have encouragement and if you are encouraged, if God does something for you, I pray that you'll be able to bless another sister um, and we're not alone in our journey. We're really, really not alone. You know, one day you're going to become your students now, and some of you are doing your master's, some are PhD, you know, and, and you're going to move on whether you work, whether you get married, whether you uh, continue in this wonderful, powerful journey of singlehood, uh, mothers, grandmothers, etc. You are still woman. And you need to embrace your womanhood and grow and not always wish to be somebody else. Or oh, if I were a man, no, don't, don't, don't say that. You are prime rib. Amen. And God has given you something special in your person that will tick and move. And like our theme, there will be a rhythm and there will be a grace in your life to do what you do. But you need to embrace all that God has for you and thinks of you as beautiful and precious daughters uh, whom He has made for His glory and glorify Him. Um, the devil doesn't like women because out of woman came the seed uh, of which born us the Saviour, birthed to us the Saviour. Remember that uh, because of a woman, we now ha we have a Saviour. God chose to use a young lady. And he hates, the devil hates it because therein lies or lied our, lay our salvation in Christ Jesus. So he always tries to lie to us that God, you know, we're never good enough. And for women especially, we always go through this thing, we're never good enough. My nose is not sharp enough. My hair is not sharp enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not beautiful enough. And we go through this for, for a long time. So I'll say to us, many of you are very, very young here, you know, take, 
the time to grow and to be comfortable in your skin. All right, it took me a while. <laughs> oh man, it took me a while to know who I am and, and to, to, to grow up <laughs> and to embrace me. I can't be looking like somebody else. So the longest time, people, ladies, I looked in the mirror and said, I'm Chinese. Because my dad is Chinese. But everyone who looked at me thought everything else. From Punjabi, <laughs> to Italian, to Malay, to Indian, Mexican, everything. Lah. But never Chinese. How do you embrace your ethnicity, right? My father is really Chinese. <laughs> I have a Chinese name. I have a Chinese surname. My husband has no Chinese name. He's just Kenneth Jin. I am more Chinese than most people. I speak Cantonese. Uh, but one day I looked at myself again. I thought, oh dear. I really don't look Chinese. <laughs> uh, and you just have to embrace yourself that this is what... God made <laughs> through a mixed marriage and, um, and this is how I will always look. All right, I, I look at my childhood pictures and I, I, I look like a boy. And they called me, he told my dad, is this your younger brother? <laughs> so it's really short hair. Uh, as you grow older, you still think you look Chinese and in the end one day I just said, I don't, oh my goodness, I really don't. I can be the face of the world, any country, you know. <laughs> But it's not just about our looks, it's just who we are and um, being empowered to, to do what I am meant to do and how God prepares me. I can't be another lady, I can't be another girl. Growing up, I always wanted to be someone else. I wish I had that brains. My mother wished I was someone else too. <laughs> why weren't you as clever as that person? See, at nine, eight years old, you're grappling with why you're not as clever. You know, why... why you I should now look back and think, Ayo, we don't need that, you know, what we need more and more is encouragement. What we need more and more is cheers. What we need more and more is to say, it's okay. You can do this. Pick up again and go. Yeah, I failed. And I have failed before. I failed um, badly in <laughs> my uh, A-level sort of thing, Form 6, and I thought this is going to be the scum of the earth. Never to arise again dead. Um, but you know, if you never fail, you never know how people feel when they fail. I can completely identify. I know those of you who never failed before. Man, no, don't fail, please. <laughs> but, but it is quite something else to walk through a journey where you feel like you've lost it all. And as a young person, I did not have the encouragement of my family to say there's something else for you. And we lost everything in my family. We lost everything. My father lost everything. So I couldn't even get an education overseas because he could have done A-levels and go overseas. He lost everything. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to be scum of the earth. But, you know, failure is not the end. It's only the beginning of you becoming successful, of you finding yourself. People fail, but people make a way. God makes a way for us to be better. Everything you see was someone's invention that failed. All right? So please don't die and dig a hole and say this is it but all of us do it every time i did it to myself as well because i didn't have the support that i wished i had but god is so good i had one one leader my cell leader this young this young woman was only probably two years older than me who helped me pick me up and get my feet on again to tell me it's okay you know 
the God must have something in your life that He wants to work. What is it? I have no idea. Um, get rid of something, maybe. Uh, <laughs> um, and and I may not have been where my friends were when they started, but we're surely all on the same page today. So, friends, sisters, what we do need is encouraging people, encourage one another, and to cheer one another on, uh, rather than put judgment. And that's what Bloom is about, not to judge one another. But to understand, I may not have, maybe I may not be in the same place or haven't gone through, but I want to say to us, or you could say to somebody else, you know, sister, you know, precious friend, this is not the end. Let, let me, you know, walk with you, pray with you, go with you, if I can go with you, um, but to lift one another up. Um, already the world has already marked you and put a very high expectation on your lives. Your parents alone has already put very high expectations. So did mine, uh, you. But, uh, you know, um, but that's parents. Um, we still got to find and be comfortable in our own skin. And I want to say to us that many of us will grow into it. Don't worry if you're not there yet, we'll get there. All right? I'm so old already. Now I'm comfortable with my skin. Okay? Uh, don't worry. But, you know, embrace. Embrace all that is before you, which is why we have this wonderful theme. And it, it's so sweet that I just wanted it. Lah. You're not, lah. Okay, okay. Oh, it's such a sweet theme uh, for, um, for, you know, I, I read it in a scripture verse. And so I want to share with you uh, how we came to this theme and what I would like to encourage you with over this Few se- this one session that we have together. All right, this comes from chapter, uh, the Mark, book of Mark, and in book of Mark, book of Matthew, and the Matthew chapter eleven. You know this verse, and you've read it a million times. I'm sure I've read it a million times, but I've never read it in this version. So I'm going to give you three versions. I did my little slides, so forgive me if the slides look weird. Uh, so this is the New King James version, one that I have read for many many years, and so you've read this. Come, have a look at it. It says here. Come to me, Jesus Jesus saying, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. All right, you're all taking exams or something like that. Take rest now. All right, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah, all right. Some days you feel like you have this burden. You don't know. How. I'm sure planning bloom was like, what a yoke. <laughs> Will we all get our macaroons right? I don't know. All right. Will I get the icing right? Will the lemon curd turn out? What a burden. All right. Or maybe for some of you, like, I, uh, no problem. Okay. All right. So for me, it would be, uh, but oh man, it's so heavy. You know, how do I make sure that everything runs well? Sometimes you feel like that. Taking your exams, for example. Looking for a job. And while you're still looking for a job and can't find a job. Ayo, you know. So, sometimes you feel like that. And yet Jesus says to us, Come to me, all you who labor. Sometimes we labor. And take my yoke, which is light. Learn from him. So, this is the New King James. And then I discovered the message. Now, the message, I would say, is a very poetic version of the Bible, which is good for people who have very good English. Mine, not so good. Never mind. So, um... And so I discovered this in the message, and I love the way it flows, all right? So it says here, are you tired? Yes. <laughs> are you worn out? Are you burnt out on religion? I hope not. Because we love Jesus, we're not burnt out on religion. Come to me. Get away with me. Come away with me, all right? And you'll recover your life. 
recover. Eh? I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Come and walk with me. You've got these lovely gardens here. <laughs> just walk with Jesus and work with me. Amen. Sometimes you hear one another say, can you just work with me here? Work with me so we can help each other. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Wow. I'm like, wow. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Wow. So, learn, he says, learn the enforced rhythms of grace. And that's our theme I just wanted to share with you. But I have another version, and this is the latest version that they've translated for the Bible. It's called the Passion. All right? And so there's one more. It's called the Passion Bible or Passion Version. It's quite similar, not as flowery as the message. So if our English is not so good, we can take this. All right. All right. It says here, are you weary? Carrying a heavy burden, then come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Oh, you want an oasis when we are really tired? Simply join your life with mine, learn my ways, and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me, for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Wow. Amen. You can find this in U version, okay? All of it is in U version already. But it, I, I'm just so grateful for people who translate and translate to help us. Reading the New King James already was great one time, but now that I read the message, I'm like very flowery. But it breaks it down for us. And that's what I want to share with us on this topic. I think in life and in for most of us, we, we do get tired physically, we also get burdened with things that come on our lives. It could be our studies, it could be our family circumstances, it could be relationships, it could be our country, <laughs> okay? Um, and, you know, uh, and sometimes we labour, right? Or, you know, it could be your studies, it could be something. And, and we labour. And yet, the Lord has never meant for you to labour. I, I, I mean, we all get there where we like try to do everything to be in that right university. Try to do everything. I remember one young lady years ago, she tried everything. Actually, she cannot make it one. No. She tried everything uh, to be in the same university as the boyfriend. Mother, pull string, pull string, you know. This is to study in Australia. And I'm like thinking, what, man? <laughs> How can you do this? Like, let God leave. Why are you laboring? Because at the end of the day, they didn't even get it. Because your, 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 you know, for her, the studies, the whatever, your marks and all that didn't come up to get into a Monash or whatever. But you labour and then you cry and then you get eczema, you know, pimples, everything. Or, or you, so you labour. But, but I, I would like us to take hold of this thought that God does not want us to labour like that until you, you have burdens, you know. And get sick, you know, get ulcer, get eczema, get pimples, you know, drop hair, you know, you know, uh, be sad. I believe the Lord says here, if you looked at the verses, um, He says, you know, take, I don't want you to have a burden. Don't want you to have something that will lay heavy on you, ill-fitting for you. But come and, you know, walk with me and work with me. The Lord wants us to work with Him as we walk with Him. Of course, you're thinking, how am I going to walk with him? I can't even see him. Well, well, well. sometimes when you do your quiet time, I told the church the other time, it's like if it helps you, ladies, because you can't see him, you put one coffee for you 
and you put one coffee for God. And you say, welcome Jesus, come and have coffee with me. <laughs> and then you sit there and you just talk to him. And you walk with him. And he will and work with him over your circumstances. Remember, that's why it's so important to flow with these unforced. Unforced meaning you can't plan it. It flows. There is a rhythm of God's grace in our lives. But we seem to not be flowing with it. And we're jumping from one boat to another boat. We're trying to follow everybody else when there's a grace. So, what then is this grace? We struggle, we kick our feet, we, you know, we get so upset. Sometimes we get upset with God. Firstly, the word grace by itself, it means charis, right, in the Greek. It means unmerited favour of God. Unmerited favour of God, meaning God will still bless us or God blesses us despite the fact that we don't deserve it. That's why it's unmerited. We don't deserve it, but He bless you. I'm sure many of us seated here, we are so blessed already. I don't deserve this, but I got it. I, I, didn't, I didn't think I deserved this scholarship, but wow, God bless you. I didn't think I could study it with the overseas education, but the Lord opened it. I don't know, so many of you have your own stories. Um, if you truly are walking with the Lord, you believe in Him, then sometimes where you're at, even though you, you've got to find this grace that's there, and this is God's unmerited favour. He favours you even when you, don't, you and I don't deserve it. All right? That is grace. Um, and we're not talking about mercy because mercy is a whole different thing. Mercy is God not punishing us for our sins and when we deserve it. And you know, some days you know you deserve this. <laughs> you just, I know, Lord, I deserve this, but please don't. God's mercy. That's why he said, Lord, have mercy on me. And God is merciful to us. But now we are talking about God's unmerited favour. And this is his grace, extending his kindness to us who are unworthy. So when we walk in the rhythm of grace, I'm talking about this grace, this favour of God, this kindness of God that's already there and I feel we need to flow with it so that we can walk through our storm or we could go through our uncertainty or we can go through the situation that is so, you know, very, very, un we, we have a blurness in it but we need to flow with it. And I'll get there and explain what I experienced. So these are, I see, I would like to think of God's waves, you know, the waves of God's kindness and favour flowing into your life. I would like to think, if you have been by the beach, how the waves ebb and flow. Sometimes, sometimes we need to ebb and flow. Time to flow and sometimes to pull back. Flow, because that, there's a grace to help us go forward. And sometimes we need to just take a, back, take, take a step back and look. So there's an ebbing and a flowing, like the waves. And I feel like God's waves of it, the waves of God's love and kindness is there for us. So that we can go through different circumstances. Because when you're going through it, you're wondering, oh my word, what's going on? Pastor Cat, waiting forever to get a job. You have, you have to flow. You either sit there and cry, or you carry on doing what you can do in the meantime. That is the rhythm of God's grace. There's a grace for you. You think about it. Maybe you're taking exams. Maybe you're going through a very tough time. Maybe you, you know, have a situation at home or in a relationship. You need to look at this. Not plan, not force. Nobody telling you, go and speak to this person, do that. I think you need to just take a moment to walk with the Lord. Like just sometimes get away to the park or get away by yourself and say, Lord, I'm here. 
If it helps you imagine better, put the cup of coffee or the scone or the custard, whatever, chocolate ice cream. Put it there, one for him, one, one for you, Lord, one for me. And you know, you just have to put some imagination to your walk with Jesus. Otherwise, if you don't imagine, you can't. He's so creative. Look at yourself. So creative. I don't look like you, Jillian. <laughs> right? So different, but that's God's fingerprint on our lives. So there is this grace. And, and if I move on, what's my next slide? Sorry, I just, um, I would like to ask us, who is our oasis? Where do you go to? Please don't tell me you went to the pub <laughs> to get some Jack Daniels. Throw Jack Daniels out. I know a Jack and I have a Daniel. Forget it, all right? No Jack Daniels, all right? No, sometimes we say, oh, the oasis is, yeah, we need to go to a water hole. Not the pub, not the, the drinking place that you drink all your sorrows away. No, we can never drink our sorrows away. It's temporary. It's very temporary, as you would know. In the end, you will have a, you know, vomiting later or what, hangover and all that. So, um, really, who is your oasis? Where do you go for the drink of the water of life? But to the Lord. He's our oasis. He is, when we come to an oasis, you get refreshed. And that same, it's kind of same understanding of saying that the Lord is our, the one who, who takes our burden. And we need refreshing. Because in the same verse there, it talks about refreshment and rest. Where do we find this? In an oasis, where you come in there and just let your donkeys, donkeys, camels drink. <laughs> okay. And then you rest, you eat some dates, right? And then you get brightened up again. So who is your oasis? And I, I, I believe for you where you're at in your life, at a stage of your life, many of you are students, many of you students, some are working adults, some mom, one mom here, grandma already, Eileen, yeah, Nikki's mom from KL. Um, and we're at different stages in our lives. But at every stage, there is a rhythm that you need to flow with instead of fighting against it. So, firstly, I want to ask, say to us, what does rhythm mean? Dictionary says, thank God for dictionary. English, not so good. Well, a rhythm means a flow, a tempo. A bounce, a pulse, a pattern, a cadence. A cadence means a flow or rhythm of events, especially the pattern in which some things are experienced. There is this, this, this movement, this procedure, this uniform pattern, recurring beat of flow. There is a recurring beat of flow where you flow with in your life. There is a pulse. You can sense your pulse. You're alive. Yeah? That, that, that is a rhythm. That's a rhythm. Amen? Um, the pattern, uh, like music. You just sang just now. When you, when you learn music, I mean, there's a, there's a rhythm. There's a high, there's a low. Don't you think in life we have some highs and some lows? Yeah, nobody lives on a high forever. Are you gone like that? You're like... You, 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 need, you need a little bit of tears sometimes because it brings you back to reality. You know, some, some of us fail exam. Okay, we're real. Reality, we're real. I'm real. Yeah. Um, some of us have, have some uh, real, real arguments with our husbands. That's real. It's not wrong. Some of us have fights with our moms. <laughs> the other girlfriend, right? And that's real too. I have a lot of fights with my mom, yeah. Because she still tells me what to do, you know, and how to comb my hair. You know, I'm so old, no, I can't. I'm, I'm like as old as your mom or something like that. And she's telling me, I'm like, Ma, 
I'm so old. Can you stop doing it? Don't tell me. Don't tell me what to do. Oh. So there's this tempo. There's this, there's this pattern, a recurring pattern. And you've got to look. You, you're growing. You're growing. You're walking, right? You will sense this pattern in your life. But we want the pattern that is from the Lord, a grace to go through your studies, to go through that challenge in your marriage, to go through, uh, oh, singlehood. <laughs> like your life stood still. Why am I single? Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right? You're single because you're empowered to be single for this time and season. Some longer, others shorter. Ebb and flow. <laughs> Ebb and flow. Ebb and flow. Right? And you're, you're trying to find that rhythm so that you don't lose yourself and go into pieces. Yeah. Oh, I cannot live with you. Oh, everybody's married. Really? No. Really? No. Not everybody's doing that or everybody's doing that. Everybody has a choice and a chance to take that step. And ladies, God has not left you alone to find your way. But there is a grace. There is a favour. There is a kindness of God. And there is a strength of God to take you through that circumstance that you're in. Nobody knows how much you cry in your heart. The cry of your heart, only the Lord knows. Nobody can understand you as well as the Creator God who made you. And sometimes you, you would tell your other sister, you tell us, I, you don't understand lah, you don't understand. Of course I don't understand. But, but some of these circumstances are similar. And so we can carry each other's burden. As the Lord says, we are our brother, sister's keeper. How can I pray with you to make your burden a little lighter? Then for you to sit there and take it all on yourself, therefore you will end up very, very sad, very heavy, heavy burden. And you don't know what to do with that burden. But the Lord says, come unto me. Are we coming unto the Lord? Maybe coming to the Lord, maybe coming to another brother or sister, we are sisters, we're sisters, and talk. And then we, we go back and look at the Lord. We need this understanding of a rhythm, of a pacing, of a pulse, of this recurrent uh, accent of you know, highs and lows. And then there's a passageway where you can walk through it. Because people, even in the storm, they say there's a little eye in the storm, there is stillness where you can rest, where nothing moves in a tornado. There is an eye in a storm where there's a little rest, nothing moves there. Scientific, I don't know. Maybe you know. Okay, so the, un the unforced rhythm of God's of grace is a flow of God's grace that works for each of us. Because we all have different circumstances. Some things are similar. We'll have our highs, we'll have our lows. And we need to know how to flow and ebb because every experience God will take us to with a strengthening. Amen. I, I, would, I mean, we get wearied at times. I can imagine different ones of you, at different times you had different situations. But have you asked yourself, how did you come through it? It's really by God's grace. And there was this flow. So before I came here, um, bef yeah, before flying in here, I had just flown back from the US. Um, why was I in the US? Where was I in the US? Conference. Yes, conference, yes. <laughs> Definitely not holiday. I went for a conference. Yes, see, I forgot already. <laughs> and um, I came back. Right the moment I touched down, I had to go straight to the hospital. My dad was in the hospital. And then, and then my mom fell ill. So I had two patients to take care of, mother and father. Not easy. Uh, because they don't listen to you. Yeah, they become the children now. Take your medicine. Bring your soup, you know, that kind of thing. So I had to go to the 
going to the office, uh, going to the hospital to just have go and see how's my dad doing. It's some kidney issues. It's not over yet. So I have, it's not over yet. When I go back, I will have to take him back to the hospital. So went in there, have a chat with him, and found out what was the problem. And then my mom decides, she decides, I want to get sick today. So she decides to fall ill at the same time when I really need her not to be ill because I have to work. I do have to work. My work is, I work in the, I work for church, okay? I work for ex-London, okay? So I, <laughs> I do work. I do have things to do and I've been away for 10 days. So a lot of things to catch up. Man, I could, and then there's housework. <laughs> there's clothes to wash. Things to dry clean because the husband isn't going to do that because he's got work as well. So I've got to clean the house, do all the laundry, then cook for my parents because they'd refuse to eat any other food. Then I cannot cook because, uh, because my cooking not good enough for mom. Uh, but father, okay. So I'm just, I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to do that? And then I had to go away again for three days for a leader's summit. My word, how am I going to do this? I do have a brother who, who's, of course, can help, but you know, he's got his own life as well, but in and out. So I'm like going through this, okay, got the laundry to do, I've got the house to clean, I've got work that's pending, London needs some stuff, <laughs> lots of writing, lots of, you know, like, uh, how? And, and sometimes I just, at that moment, I just thought, I'm just doing it, and I find that some people go to pieces with this, you know, I can't handle it, because both parents sick. Demanding some more. Come back now and cook for me. I ain't coming back now, mom. <laughs> Since when I cook for you? <laughs> you always cook for yourself because you have so special needs. Right? Like, I can't, mom. I can't. Don't do this to me, mom. <laughs> Suddenly, you know, my mom, like, she never like that. But So I send someone from my office say, can you please buy food for my parents? Thank you. I'm away somewhere else. I can't. I can't rush back. I really can't. I'm, I'm away. So you try to do that and then you come back from the summit, leader summit and then out back to the hospital with dad and you're sitting in the hospital waiting for hours. Government, NHS, same thing. Please, UK, Malaysia, same thing. You wait there at the hospital. And I waited and I waited. And then, oh, a lot of work to do. So take the computer, work from the hospital while waiting for the doctors to check in. And you know, so I've been in and out of hospital, go in and then come out, run to the office, come back. Then evening, go back again, quickly cook some stuff, da-da-da. So I'm thinking, man, not that difficult to do, but it's difficult when you have a few responsibilities. I've got people to meet. Uh, we have people in the hospital who are dying. We had to go and see. Oh, dear. So you have so many hospital visitations. You think, how about me? But then, but then I said, Lord, there must be a grace here because my personality is such, if I need to get something done, I'll just keep going. No time to waste. Just keep going. Doesn't matter. I can't explain everything. I can't do the pretties. I couldn't celebrate my uh, some of the girls' birthdays. No gifts. No flowers. I, I just send them flowers. Belated. <laughs> I just couldn't deal with the birthday. Nothing. Because no time to look into it. No time to drive you everywhere. These, these are our leaders. Oh, never mind. Father comes first. Mother comes first. You drive me up the wall. Never mind. You do that. And then you've got work as well. And you've got staff. I've got a team. 20 over... Staff who some days were not behaving that day and give you more headache. So you manage it. There has to be a grace to go through that. Maybe you can't understand that. Without, just work, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> it's just mom in the hospital. <laughs> you have my mom or not? No, right? Um, 
And then yeah, then I had a sibling I had to deal with who was not happy that I had to. Why are you flying off to US? Why are you flying off to UK again? See, these were flights and travels that have been planned months, some some months ago. Air ticket buy long time. You want me to burn it? Because you are here, you can take care of dad. I know. I'm doing my masters. You know, I didn't make that face I'm like I was trying. I was trying to be understanding. I was like, okay. I'm sorry, I will do everything in my power now when I'm in the country to take care of that. And when I'm gone, you just have to handle it. I can't. I can't. I'm not, I've already booked this trip. So you just keep going and then you find yourself, instead of going down, you just, you're okay. So everyone's asking, hey, Pastor, you okay? No? Are, you, are you even jet lag? Jet lag? No time to jet lag. <laughs> you just keep going, you know, just keep going, you know. And, and, and just within that week, I have to fly out to here already. So really, my husband was so busy, I was busy, and he's flying out, I'm flying out. He, I had to get him to Singapore and back again and arrange all this stuff. So I'm like, man, uh, it's not, I mean, it's not life-threatening or whatever, but some days you feel like that. Like, I can't do this. And in, in a lot of us, there's a generation who just says, I can't do it. I'm, I'm clocking out. Okay, you clock out, all right. <laughs> right? Sometimes you see, your, your, I had one situation where the father was really sick and this young person said, I'm clocking out. I'm taking a holiday in Italy. I said, who's going to take care of your father? I'm just going away. I can't deal with it. That's when we're not learning to flow in that grace. To just leave. Who's going to take care of your dad? Somebody will. And we check out. Somebody else will. I can't deal with this job. Ugh, so hard. Can't deal with this paper. I'm checking out. Hey, not everybody can check out, right? Because you've got some scholarship on your head. You've got your father and mother's scholarship on your head. All right? You've got someone depending on you. You've got to show up, right? You need to come unto me, all you who are heavy laden, and he will give you rest. I may not know what you are going through and nobody else may know. It could be small, it could be big. God does not look at small or big. He just sees you are burdened. Why are you abusing yourself? We learned a new word last week. Have you ever heard this word? Punishingly stressful. Stressful is bad enough, punishing is bad enough, but punishingly stressful. <laughs> Someone said this to me, text me and says, I say, hey, you know, da-da-da, wow, heard about this. I said, punishingly stressful. While I'm excited, but it's punishingly stressful because it's working round the clock to get something ready and done. Wow, I said, but I pray that God will not give you <laughs> too many more burdens. <laughs> but, you know, come to me. Because who knows? See, see, your capacity and my capacity is different. But I don't have a right to say, oh, come on. Stop being a wiki. <laughs> come on. Maybe we can encourage you to say, no, look, you, we can do this. Let me help you. But your capacity and my capacity is different. But yet you have to walk that line. Nobody else is going to walk that line but you. So I'm also learning... While I look at the situation, are you please la, can la, so easy. It's not like this. But then the compassion of God overtakes us and say, it's different for you. It's different for me. And that's why the one person that can understand us more than anyone really is our creator maker, our Lord. He's very compassionate for us. And if you don't feel the compassion from your sister, your mother, your brother, your colleague, feel it from the Lord. 
you need to know he cares for you. And some of us are more compassionate than other people. I think I fail. Okay, my compassion level very small. <laughs> very, very short. Probably in a way we grew up. It's how we grow up. How somebody shows you compassion. Somebody's kind to you, right? I didn't have a lot of that <laughs> from the family. And you just had to get up and go. And so I guess as you grow on, as you become a wife, I become, you know, an adult, and you, you, you run church, and you have family, you just keep focusing on what you need to do. For me, I just focus and I run with it. And I, and, and I must remember not to lose the heart. And then it becomes mechanical, clinical. And I can be like that sometimes. Because for me, get the job done. But the Lord has given you and I a rhythm, a recurrent sort of tempo that His grace is there so that you can have a little bit of human when we go through our circumstances and then we can have understanding for another sister. We're just different, but there has to be a little compassion because God has compassion on you. Amen. There is a low and a high and we are here to really to, to say to you, you can do this. Okay, how? We have, don't give up now. Don't check out. <laughs> Not doing this paper, check out. <laughs> can't, can't get my thesis right, check out. This checking out is nonsense, you know. Don't, no, I mean, it's not nonsense. You're going through it. But to constantly check out, like, I can't do this, I can't do this. You're not developing the capacity to endure. That's why we need these rhythms of grace. It's unforced. Means it's not like, nah, 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 pattern like that. But no, force you into this mold. No, it's it comes, there's a flow. Oh, you need the grace now. Here it is, child. Here it is, girl. And God gives you this grace to walk through that situation. Sometimes I think, wow, I, I, can, I kid you not. Huh? I, have very, I have very unnice friends who tell me this. Sandra, I don't envy you. Huh? Huh, why? Huh? Thank God I'm not pastor. <laughs> you thank God I'm not pastor. I see your life. Uh, you. I don't cry, no. I'm looking to people to encourage me. Uh. They tell me, uh, you. thank God uh, I'm not pastor. You are pastor. I don't envy your life. Or if I tell them, hey, I'm, you know, I'm off here and I'm flying here and I'm flying there. I don't envy you. Uh. I didn't ask you to envy me. I just, I just asked you for some understanding. La. All right. Oh, I'm so busy. Uh. I purposely want to be busy, man. I, I wrote, I took this one-way ticket, trusted the Lord, and these are the doors that have opened for me. Do I run away? No. You just go through it. It's a, it's, you go through it. Some days you just feel more burdened because you couldn't do something else. Get what I mean? I wanted to be there at somebody's baby christening or, or whatever. La. So, you know, my, our church is so many people that we're so close to. We miss their birthdays, their weddings, close people. Then they forget you and they have their kids' birthday, don't invite you ever. Like, ah, she won't come. <laughs> so you, you don't get invited to baby's parties because they think you won't come. They forgot that you were away the last time. So you, you feel all these emotions. But there is this grace to help you go through that time the burden time. So before we throw our hands up and say, God doesn't understand, nobody understands, I'm going to eat some worms. Do not eat worms. Full of protein, but no. You take a, the grace, you sense this beat, this temple of God's love and compassion for your heart. Don't check out and give up. Don't say, no, I can't. Listen to the heart of God's love for you through His word. 
find your oasis to be filled in. Because really, sometimes I might not understand, but I understand how God feels for you. So I need to ask God for the compassion to work with you as your friend, your pastor, your leader. But if I'm not there, you are alone. God will give you first that sense of knowing there's this place that you can walk with. There's God's love and His unmerited favour to go through the storm, to go through this exam, to take this assignment, to in this job or whatever you're in. Uh, before we keep feeling like we're alone, nobody understands me, why God isn't answering. Because remember, friends, the way God needs to answer your prayer isn't the way you dictate. That's why you're burdened. <laughs> you're burdened because you ain't getting what you want. So I'm burdened. Oh, Lord. You know, you're so burdened because you're not getting what you want. But did we not... I wanted to say God will not give you things that will hurt you and break you, but He will give you things or circumstances or people that will build you up, that will teach you, that will help you, and that will make you a better woman. Truly. <laughs> Sometimes we pray, we want this, Lord, please, this one, this one. Then don't happen, huh? You hate me, Lord. <laughs> you don't love me. Right? And, you, and God, I don't love you anymore. And you think God doesn't love you. But God didn't give it to you or God brought you through a different path only for you to look backwards later and say, wow, thank God that it did that way, you know. How come, lah? You know, I was so angry at God at that time. That's our journey. Embrace your journey because with it comes a rhythm that will take you through uh, your success. Bit by bit, every... Uh, through every flow of your life. Amen. Seriously, I cannot imagine me living without Christ and only with Christ that has helped me through uh, these different situations in my life. Yeah? And for most of you being single, being in your uni life and working life, uh, especially if you're single, I'll, tell, I'll go to two ways of stories. Those who are single, you're always looking for a husband. And uh, you need a rhythm of grace to walk through this. Um, and you think, he, God don't love me because he never give me what I ask. You just say, thank you, Jesus. Because if he gives you what you ask, you will choose a man only you know. But God will choose a man that he knows yeah. that will have much better abilities to manage you. <laughs> <laughs> that will lead you. And that will be your best friend. Not just a friend, best friend. All right, some kind of friend. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and that will match up with that. God's way, God's choice, but you need time. I, I was just talking to a psychologist, a clinical psychologist recently, and she said she started very young. Now, I knew her when she was 15, 16, and I lost touch with her. She travels across the world doing counselling. I just recently, she met up, and she just suddenly popped up in my life. I met her at 16, now she's 30 plus, and she says, I want to find God back again. And as we talked, talk, da, da, da. then one day I sat with her for lunch just before flying out. She said, you know how we just chase and chase. And I started so young. I worked so hard. Got a PhD at a very young age. So much experience behind her. Then she said, now I sit here and wonder, why did I rush? I rush and rush. See, I'm, she, of course, you know, she's not married. She said, I rush and rush and busy myself with everything. And I just realized we need to flow with what's before us. As in, this is your stage of life, 20? Live la 20s, then 30s, then 40s, then 50s. No, we're 8 going on 21, you know? Remember your, your sister, your younger sister, she's, she's 12 going on 50, yeah. All right, so, you know, some of, some of us couldn't wait to grow up. 
But actually, God has given us a seasons and, 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 you know, the flows, the ebbs, because we grow. We grow up. We mature. We get better. Take your time in the time that God has given you. Rather than you rush, you fight, you burden, you take uh, your yoke that you cannot carry. I, wa- I want to be 50, but you're not. <laughs> you're just 25. But we're growing older than we are. Now we tell everybody, please, don't grow too old too fast. You want to look like me at my age? Huh? Take it easy. Laugh a lot. Okay. All right. <laughs> just, you just, you know, just don't try to be before time, but move and flow with that grace that's on your life. Amen. So many of us have different challenges. And ladies, you either face it or you hear what I'm saying. Because people, are, the, the 40 plus of you will either will hear me and then some of you are going to take it and you're going to run with it. And others may not take it and might forget it. But one day when you remember it, remember it. That there is a grace on your life to live your best life the way God wants to lead you. Seriously. If you start now, you will save yourself a lot of heartaches. A lot of heartaches. Yeah. But it doesn't mean going through challenges is a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's, it's, it's helpful. Uh. It makes you stronger. makes you wiser. Yeah. makes you look better even. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, now I know. You know? And you go for it. There is a grace. There is a rhythm, a, pacement, a pacing a recurrent pattern in your life, the good part of it, that you flow with God. If there's a recurrent pattern that's not good, change it. Okay? Every time checking out, checking out, cannot, I can't face this, Lord, you are leaving. Lord. Then how? Do you stop becoming a mother when your child behaves unbad- badly? Sorry, I'm not going to be a mom today, bye. <laughs> I'll come back when you're better, alright? No, you can't. You can't. And, and that's what people are doing in marriages. Oh, man, you're such a... I'm leaving this marriage now. No, we go with the flow of the grace that God has on us to deal with the issues. If we keep checking out at this young age, you'll keep checking out when you get older. But we need to have a grace, walk through this, get the right support system and help one another. If can salvage, work through it, we save something. A relationship, marriage, a job, whatever. But we keep checking out, no, I don't want, I don't want. This mentality of maybe, you know, I just give up now. Every time you give up, that you have nothing to build on. Failure is just ready to make you a successful person. It's just the beginning of your success. You have to learn to receive and embrace failure, but don't stay there. Please don't stay there. It's not a very nice place. (laughs) You step out of it and you walk out. Amen. That's God's grace on your lives. It's very fun to live in the flow. Jesus says, take my yoke. It is light. You are, I don't know if you understand yoke because we are not farmers. The farmer who, who plows the ground has two, two ox, right? It could be two, it could be twelve. But each, but the pair is always yoked. Think of McDonald's arches. A yoke looks like that. And the yoke is yoked on the two necks of the animal so that it can supposed to flow together. Then the farmer will, you know, lead it. But when one ox decides to be cleverer than the other, and it starts, I want to go first. No, no, take <laughs> No, I want to go first. <laughs> then you, you cannot walk together. And then the yoke becomes unequal, unequally yoked. And then it's a burden. You don't plough the ground. 
these two oxes are fighting, and you know, and then it's painful, and then the farmers be whipping you, and then you can't go, and <laughs> right, and then it's like that in life. We we keep unequally yoked, we keep not wanting to flow. The yoke is so heavy, and then the world whips at us, <laughs> right? So you wonder why so bad, lah, so hard, lah. No, we need to stop stop this worldly yoke that we put on ourselves, and ask the Lord, Lord, your yoke is light. And it's easy. I'm supposed to flow with you, Lord. And as I walk through, we're flowing together. Even though the ground is hard, but when you flow together, that ground that is hardened will be broken. But we need to be equally yoked. Why? Because there's a rhythm to flow together with the Lord. God's grace is on each and every one of your lives. If you recount back, you look backwards and you go forward, you remember those days that you could have died, you could have swallowed by the fish, okay, whatever, <laughs> All right, I don't know, I don't know, some fish, and then you, and then you survived and gone on. I th- I'm so thankful every day for Jesus, for what He's done for me, and how He's delivered me from all my messes. You know, it's crazy. Sometimes when we're single, when we're young, we think, oh, follow the crowd, follow the crowd. No, not the yellow brick road. Just follow the red one, the Jesus blood one. Okay, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yellow brick road, no. Uh, okay, we need to follow the Lord. Uh, can you imagine? Being, when I was single and, and working adult and the pressure, huh? The pressure of being single. When are you going to get married? Every auntie, uncle want to ask. Right? Until they want to help me find husband or so. I say, wait, very ugly, man. Huh? Serious. One one fellow the church uncle just brought one guy, you know, package him, uh, send him to my office, you know. I, I was corporate, I worked corporate those days. So they sent him. I'm working for corporate company, you bring the boy to my office, you know. My boss wondered, who's this? <laughs> They're like, what? This the weird. I think they were helping the guy, not me. <laughs> son of, the only son of his mother, I said, forget you. <laughs> Any son, only son of the mother, you. Yeah, <laughs> 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 cannot, I cannot lie, I cannot lie. <laughs> yes, sorry. <laughs> so he came. So I'm like, hello. I'm so ugly, I cannot find my own husband because I'm probably 20 plus already, 25, 26. No husband, no boyfriend, no boyfriend. Mm. So, because I'm a worship leader in my church, I was worship leading and I was watching him. <laughs> Never lift up his hands for worship. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fail. You don't love Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. I don't care. You're the son of your only mother, very rich. I don't care. Right? Because I know what I want. Do you know what you want? I don't jump at any alligator that comes my way. Boy, darat, no, they call me dry alligator. So, like, cannot, cannot, no worship. No leave hands. We're standing there. Don't have. Sorry, fail. So, the poor boy came again <laughs> to my office again. <laughs> and then asked me, you want to go watch Bampton? Uh? Hey, boy. No, boy, I'm so working. I'm so gangster. So, bro, <laughs> this badminton thing ain't going down now or ever. Okay? Please don't come ask me because I will not have time to go badminton. 
I serve the Lord. <laughs> I'm so bad. And then he just said, okay. <laughs> and the uncle who introduced the boy was very angry with me, you know. After today, won't smile at me, you know, how old I am now already, you know. Huh. Hey, you have to have a grace, sir. To know how to say, no, I want to take every fish you ask one. <laughs> Sorry. I ain't gonna know what I want. I definitely want someone who is in the Lord, full of the Lord, you know. You can't just think, what's the grace on your life? When you're single, that's the pressure. You know, I'm married. You know what's the next pressure? When you're having your kid. <laughs> like what? My eggs are here. <laughs> that's the pressure. It never stops, ladies. When's your next, okay, your master's degree, master's PhD, what else? When's, when's your child? First child? Second child? Third? Well, you think I'm a cow? No, pig. No, cow only once a year, right? I don't know, lah. not even once a year. Alamak. Wow, the pressure of having children, you cannot imagine. Until people say to me, ah, something wrong with you. Huh? Hmm. Nothing. Time ticking, way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so your pressures never end. From a student, from a young girl, growing up, there's always pressure. How is that going to help you be the best woman? You need to know. Whose side are you on and who's on your side? You want to know God's on your side. He says, come to me. You think I'm not a burden? I'm very old already. Like I said, I'm old enough to be your mom for some of you. And to be asked, because they thought I'm still in my 30s or 40s. So when you're trying like, you want to try my eggs? <laughs> it's fried. Alright? So, so I'm like, please. I'm like, what is your problem? I, if I could have them, I would have loads of them. It's not happening. Alright? I tried. Okay? I lost one baby. I tried again. It's not happening. Do I sit there and cry? And be a burden? No, I pick up and carry on. Pick up and carry on. And live your life. And then, to make me feel better, you know what all these kind people say to me? <laughs> oh, have you got children? No. Oh, you have so many children. <laughs> My church members. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm really okay. You don't have to feel sorry for me. I'm okay. It's not like I'm crying because some people cry. And that's what I cannot understand. But I have to have compassion. When you go older, you understand. Okay. But can I, and I walk through so many ladies who've got so many impossibilities with their womb. And God does miracles for some. Others may have to carry on, you know, trusting God. But the pressure never ends, women. It never ends. Are you going to bow under that kind of yoke? Or are you going to find rest in God? Because anything you do may never be enough in the sight of this world. You don't have a boyfriend, ask you where's the boyfriend. Alright? After you find a boyfriend, when you're getting married. After you decide to get married, when is your first child? After I give birth, my first child, you ask me, I just finished giving birth, you ask me for my second child. I'm not... Rabbit, no. <laughs> so how do you want to live? Right? So thank you, Jesus, who says to you and me, come to me, 
when you are heavy burden, heavily burdened by thoughts, expectations, even unmet expectations, expectations you put on yourself. I must have 50 A's, you know. I don't know lah. I must first class, first class honor. Oh, just kill yourself. Go ahead, kill yourself. No, come to me. Oh, you are heavy burden. Whatever it is, I will give you rest. Come and see these unforced rhythms of grace that is flowing in your life. And bravely walk with the Lord, courageously walk with the Lord. I do believe He will make a way for you. And find your rest, your oasis to refresh, to renew, and to step up again. Hold your head up. Do you know how it's not easy? I'm so I'm being honest, so you don't die on me. Maybe you don't feel it. Those who are married, maybe, but maybe don't, those not yet married because you're still single. Yay, yay. Chewawa. Is to walk up to any congregation who asks me anytime, and I speak in other churches who say, Do you have children? How am I supposed to answer this? Do I have children? Mm, let me think. Do I tell them my miscarriage story because they will be uh, embarrassed? Do I say, uh, Still trying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to be a Sarah. La. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know. Um, I mean, <laughs> forgive me, Eileen, but anyway. <laughs> but I don't know, what do you answer? you got to hold your head up high and say, God has given me a grace to do what I do. God has given you a grace to do what you do as, well, as a student now. Maybe as a daughter. Maybe as a friend. It's not any, I mean, I think it's so easy. Because I look young, everybody still thinks I can try I am trying. I really get upset. My eggs are fried, okay? Stop asking me. Okay. <laughs> and so they comfort me by saying, oh, but never mind. You have so many spiritual children. I say, you're claiming the spiritual children for me. My spiritual children don't even want to claim. So, <laughs> like, yeah, but you're so many churches. No, it's okay. I'm all right. I'm, I'm secure. Because if I'm going to live in regret, I can live in regret. Won't you live in regret? There are a lot of things you will regret. Oh, I should have dyed my hair yesterday. Didn't, didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I should have dated that guy. Alamak, alamak. I know now he's the prince or whatever. I don't know. We can regret the whole life long and never live the destiny that God has meant for you and I. You can regret what you did wrong and die there or you can step up from the regret. What I did last summer, the devil tells you, I know what you did last summer. He always tells you what you know what you did last summer and failed. You step out and that's it. Sure, I failed. Last time I did that. Last so, what's it to you? Because the Lord says, when I forgive you, I forgive you wholly and completely. And He gives you life and life more abundantly. So take that life and walk in it. Take that life. You really got, we've got to sometimes battle through some things and other times we rest in the Lord and embrace all that God has for you and for me. Otherwise, my dear sisters, you will easily flow into a whole depressive mode. And you allow it to encompass you and rob you of the goodness that already exists in your lives. Really, we all have a seed of goodness. Just that we've been put down so much and we hear these negative sounds, voices, voices from others, from books that you read, be careful what you read, movies that you watch, people that you hang out with, and then we say we're, we're gone. You're not gone. You're on. <laughs> not gone. You're on. And the Lord is the grace that's in your life that will keep you moving and get refreshed, renewed, refired, 
And even when I fall and stumble, I get up again. Proverbs says seven times a man may fall, seven times you get up again. Please don't look around embarrassed. I'm here standing before you, a woman who can live a very embarrassed life because I can't produce. But my husband is not about to condemn me, so why should I let someone else? Huh? Think about it. I mean, I'm a different level. I'm talking about children. You might be talking about something else. Lah. <laughs> All right. I don't know what it could be. Yeah? But you think about, if you can even think for a moment, of, if you think about your future and you think of where I am today, I can walk around with a woman with a head held down because I couldn't produce children. And I say that, choi, 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 no such thing. I am not barren because I have had a child before. I just couldn't, it couldn't grow further. I, if I wanted to try to have kids, I could have keep trying. Lah. I'm just not like that. I'm not wired like that. I try and I try. And then, oh, time's ticking. <laughs> I've got so much to live. Let's live. God gives. I receive. I don't know. I've never asked the Lord. God, should I be one? Should, why am I not mother? I never asked the Lord. I've never asked. I've only asked him, I would like to have a child. And I did. But it just didn't last. I can live embarrassed. I can live very sad. Or I can help other women go through that journey. And so we're coming up with our book for women who go through miscarriages. And we've done a video as well on TV, on the Chok TV that Pastor has. We talk about our journey. So to help other women who go through this. Turn it around and don't let the devil slap you in the face and say, you embarrassing woman. I will not allow that to sit in my head. Oh, I didn't achieve this. Oh, I didn't achieve that. Lady, you will have such pressure. So I'm trying to tell you, don't come under unnecessary pressure. Come to me, says the Lord. All you are heavy laden, burdened with so many things. Exchange this terrible yoke. Take on his yoke. Therein lies his, this rhythm of the grace of God. His courage, his love, his compassion that flows for you. Otherwise, you will not live. You will keep shadowing somebody else. You should just shadow Christ. And see what God opens for you. I don't think anyone... See, those of you sitting here are much younger than me. You have a great, great future. I've lived that. I'm getting on with life already. If, and I want to say to us, I understand if you feel pressure. I've just had different types of pressure. One's education, next thing, marriage, after marriage, children. Now now people still pressure me. You ask other things, are you? I don't tell you. Sleep. Yeah? But you have to keep moving on. I, I do my best. I do measure up. Sometimes I do compare. I, oh, I wish I could. Well, I should be doing this. Oh, I should be doing that. But I'm not. I'm, I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, I, I got to say, God, this is where you place me. I'm here to support my husband. That's why I met whom I married. I wanted to marry someone who could lead me. I wanted to marry someone who was spiritually stronger than me, or at least together, gather flow. And then exactly that. Now he, and I wanted someone to have vision. This man has too many visions. Anyway. <laughs> Be careful what you ask for. <laughs> All right. You, and, and so my role is not so much to make a name for myself. If God chooses to, yes. 
always feel like I'm a candidate to make a name for myself, but I've just been supporting my husband and do whatever I can to support the church that we have now, what we have today for this time and season. I don't know how long X London will last. I don't know how many people will come. I don't know if God wants it longer, he'll go. But as long as we're here, we'll do what we can to encourage fellow believers to stay the course, to endure all things that will distract you, to find that grace that God has for you, to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, and run this race. Do not let the devil rob you of your destiny, your salvation. You've said, you've, you've said that prayer, a prayer away from heaven, some recently, some long time ago. Stay the course. Stay the course. That's why you need these rhythms, this strength of God, to stay the course, finish the race, when we will meet Him face to face at the end of the day. God, give us this grace so that we can keep going. And don't let the world press you into a mold, tell you you're not worthy, tell you you're not good enough. Other people tell you weird stuff. Come on. Pressure is coming. Tough times will come. The world will change and a lot of things will be against you as a child of God. You either be the standard or you flow. You either make history or be history. <laughs> and I encourage us to be history makers in the little things that we are in. doesn't mean we have to be whatever, but just where you're at. There is a grace for you. I encourage you, my dear sisters. Amen? We will close. <laughs> Amen? We're going to pray. Why don't we stand and um, just look to the Lord. Don't worry too much. Um, <clears throat> I had three points, and as you stand with me, just can you flash it up for me, um, Aurora? Um, <clears throat> don't worry about the songs, just the three points. Uh, that I had Maybe you can move out I just want to let you know Three points <clears throat> God's grace Number one Is sufficient for you Amen And you find that In 2 Corinthians Where he says His grace is sufficient For you No matter what In the time of weakness You feel so weak God's grace is sufficient Firstly Secondly Don't lose heart Don't lose heart When things are tough See the invisible God is working. Your outer body is wasting away, but your inner man is becoming stronger and stronger. You can't see. If we had an x-ray, we could show you how much stronger you've become. Even though outside you feel like, oh, your hair loss, okay, my case, not yours, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> wrinkles, okay. But may the inside be stronger and stronger. Don't lose heart, my dear friends, my dear sisters. The Lord is with you, no matter what you are going, going through. And thirdly, delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. If you're delighting in other things, that will not fulfill what was put in you. It will only give you temporary fulfillment. But full de delight in the Lord, He says He will create in you more life and the good things that He has in store for you. Very simply, God's grace sufficient. Don't lose heart. The Lord is with you. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you strength for each day and each season of your lives. You can be the best woman that you can be in every season. As a student, as a young adult, as a young wife, as a mom, as a friend, as a grandma. I don't know what you become. You, you, some of you are going to be bigger time than now. But the Lord will lead you every step of the way. Believe that He has given you these unforced rhythms of grace that is 
working already. Step into it. Don't fight against it. Amen. Let's pray. Bow our heads. We pray. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus, we thank you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Holy Spirit, you are in control. Holy Spirit, you, I've just really just been here available for you to take what is from your word and to share it with my dear sisters, your precious daughters. Lord, I pray that in every stage of these dear, dear ladies and women's lives here, every stage they will find God's grace and God's strength. Lord, there is a there is a pattern, there is a recurring strength that comes into their lives in the name of Jesus. For every need that's before them this day, you are more Lord, you have made them more than able to stand on your promises and to overcome. Thank you, Lord, for every grace that is needed in their lives today. In the name of Jesus. We have your head bowed. I just ask, is there anyone, you know, you've heard this message and it resonates with your heart somewhere, somewhere deep in the recesses of your heart. And you're saying, you know, Pastor, pray with me. Pray with me. There is a need. And I, I totally resonate with this message. Now, that's you. At the count of three, I'm going to ask you to lift up your hand. You could be on the worship team. You could be here. It doesn't matter. We're here together, sisters, to support one another, knowing that God's grace is sufficient. I will see your hands. I'm going to pray with you. All right? If you resonate, this message resonates somewhere in your life, you know that really you need to just flow with God's grace so that you find yourself in the strength and not in a place of being pushed down, but that the Lord will lift you up. You come to Him. He's your oasis. Ready? One, two, three. Anybody responding? Right across this room. So many hands are lifted up this morning. Right across this room. Thank you for responding to the Lord because there's a genuineness in your own heart just saying, Lord, you are that grace in my life for this situation. Father, so many precious lives, so many precious hands uh, that are lifted up, that represent the hearts of your daughters. And Father, I just lift my dear sisters up in the name of Jesus. Father, nobody knows what pressure or even what is you know, going on, but you know. And I pray today that the grace of God will be more than sufficient. Some might be you know, it could be a health issue in your body. Others could be your studies. Others' relationship with your parents, uh, you know, friends. I don't know, even a, a, a romantic relationship. You have different things that you're really needing God's grace on your life. Others needing wisdom to make decisions. Even then, as I said, come unto me, says the Lord, and I will give you rest. Do not struggle. Don't feel that you're alone in this. The Lord word to us is He will never leave you nor forsake you. He would make a way for you even when there seems to be no way. That the Lord would say He opens a door, walk right through it and find His strength in that need in Jesus' name. Maybe you have been misunderstood. You know, sometimes I feel so misunderstood and I just need that grace. Not so that I can be understood but firstly I understand myself. And God knows where I'm at. And I get better at what I do. Maybe I didn't do so well this time. But I can be better. I can be better. The Lord give you that grace to just take hold of His plan and purpose for you. As you continue to grow and get to know the Lord. And also know what 
you know you have been called for and purposed for in the name of Jesus. Father, strengthen every dear girl here, every lady here. Lord, they are so precious. I want to encourage them with the power of your Holy Spirit that they find themselves, Lord, in that very spot of your calm and your peace. And that's where, Lord, as they speak and meet with you, Father, you lift them up in the name of Jesus, that they will find their oasis in you, refreshed, renewed, restored from everything that tried to rob them of their joy and their even their life, Father, even their destiny. Lord, Holy Spirit, you breathe into them, awaken within them a desire to long for your presence and to, Lord, find you even ministering to them, you know, during their quiet times or even when they're walking alone, when they're sitting and just waiting on you, Lord, reading your word. Father, speak to their hearts. Encourage, my dear sisters, that they are not alone and they're never alone. The Lord is with them. You are with us always, you say that, Lord. You are with us always. And Lord, we avail our lives to you that you would use our stories, Father, to encourage other sisters. May my, may my sisters never live in embarrassment. May they never live feeling they are less, but they will live because they are held up by your righteous right hand, that they have a story that will encourage somebody else. In the name of Jesus, Father, thank you for every lady here. Bless them, encourage them, fill them with your Holy Spirit, fill them with your life. And I pray that they will keep growing deeper and deeper in love with you. In Jesus' awesome name we pray. And everybody say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.